Today's podcast is brought to you by MyGlassClass.com, the leading provider of online glass and glazing education and training. We all know that the industry needs training, and MyGlassClass presents the most effective and easy platform to fulfill that role. Go to MyGlassClass.com to find more than 100 on-demand courses with wide-ranging topics, including one near and dear to us, curtain wall fabrication and installation. Produced by the National Glass Association, My Glass Class has focused, peer-developed sections for glazers, fabricators, sales reps, and business owners. It also features Spanish courses and a glazer apprentice curriculum. Get started today with better training at myglassclass.com. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Facade Pod. Coming to you today from a beautiful spring day. Mitch, how you doing over there? I'm doing great. Feels like summer here. Uh, New Jersey weather. It's 75 and sunny today. It's gorgeous out. Makes everything a little bit better. Makes everybody a little bit happier. So oh, yeah. our jobs makes our jobs easier. Yeah. I don't know if this is spring is finally here in the Midwest or if this is summer. Spring lasts about a week and a half. So we're trying to, we're calling this spring for now. I'm pumped. I'm getting back from Memorial Day. I'm getting back to my parents' cabin in Wisconsin. So I'm hoping that we get some of that, I don't know, spring weather. Hopefully it turns to summer weather by then so we can get oh, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's a nine day spring uh, year over year here in the Midwest. So you'll be at summer by Memorial Day. Yeah. So I think we'll be at summer. So yeah, fingers crossed. But this is our season two recap uh, from. Matt and I here. So we wanted to talk today about kind of what's going on in our lives. We wanted to do a recap of the season, each of the guests and what we learned. Uh, talk a little bit about just the things in general that we learned from podcasting, doing another season, and then what we're looking at for our third season coming up. So uh, Matthew, quick update. What's going on in the life of Matt Cryer? Mm, you know, lots of different things. Like I said, it was spring here. It is yard work season. So I've been out uh, slaving away in the yard and, um, you know, trying to work a little in between here and there. I got my sister's wedding this weekend. So uh, headed off to Milwaukee to uh, celebrate that. Um, other than that, you know, just gearing up for a good construction season here in, in, in the Midwest and looking forward to uh, the things ahead. How about you? How many times have you had to mow the lawn so far this year? Well, I'm currently, so for those, I don't know if I ever brought this up, but we bought our house uh, in the back here near Minneapolis, um, when was it, in December. So I didn't buy a lawnmower yet. <laughs> and I'm sitting here looking at staring down the barrel Memorial Day thinking, well, I can wait, maybe wait another week or two till all the Memorial Day sales hit for all the lawn care things. So I've only mowed it once uh, and uh, it's, it's a little long, a little scraggly, but you know, it's worth it. Worth it to wait a little bit. Your neighbors have to hate you. No, 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 no. We, are you kidding me? We got all these nice, gorgeous little yellow flowers around that are called dandelions, I think. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. Oh, good. Uh, all right. So what's going on with me? We are about two months out from our wedding. So Sally and I are in the thick of things planning, more so Sally planning than me. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm in a support role. Whatever she needs me to do, I do it. And she makes all the big tough decisions. So we're in the thick of that right now. 
um, we're pretty avid runners. So we've got a, a race coming up here in about a month. We've been training for, so getting a lot of runs in, especially now that it's nice we're trying to do as much as we can of that and you know, taking care of the dog, hmm. all that kind of stuff. We've been traveling a good bit too. So we're, uh, I think we've got one more trip scheduled between now and our wedding. So after this Memorial day trip back to see my parents, it'll be just on to wedding stuff. And then, you know, it'll be here before we know it. Yep. We're kind of, we're looking forward to coming out there, headed out to New York to, to four year wedding. So it's New Jersey. Headed New out Jersey. To- yeah. 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 We get it. They're different. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe season two went so fast? Well, we were just recapping and like, it feels some of them, it feels like yesterday, but then it was like, wow, we released this one in January and it's now May. Mm. So it's a long drawn out process. Like we, we had a good, we had a good season though. You look back at some of the guests that we had and it's like, oh yeah, we got to meet and talk with some really cool people. And that's why we're doing this. So um, first interview that we did was Matt Day of Glazer Nation. Now, Matthew Cryer, what uh, were some of the things that stood out from that Matt Day interview for you? Well, one, it was our first episode of season two, and it was a surprise episode. We kind of launched it in conjunction with them a little bit. So it was really good. You know, you'll just, you'll never meet a guy who is on as on fire for the glass and glazing industry as Matt Day. I mean, that's just the big takeaway for me is, you know, you got somebody who's truly an advocate for the industry and trying to do everything he can to just bring awareness to the people in it and, you know, just the industry as a whole. Right. Right. Yeah. And you talk about the guy's got an entrepreneurial spirit. He's done a a bunch of different pivots, uh, bringing glass companies up, switching over to, to labor subs and all that kind of stuff. He he's done a lot of cool stuff. So that was an awesome one. Uh, then we talk with Dan Papadinic at Socatech. uh, gave us some really good insight into just the consulting industry. And if you go back and listen to it, like we're pretty candid of like, yeah, we do work with consultants a lot, but it's really just the the glass consulting portion. You don't really get much insight into the rest of what they're doing. And so they're doing a lot of really cool stuff and the technology that they're using. And um, Dan gave us some really good feedback too, on just how to, how we work better with consultants. And so that was cool to hear. And I think, I mean, it, it was, the best part about that is I went into Socatech's office maybe three weeks after we launched that interview and everybody that came through was like, Oh, you're Mitch. You're the podcast guy. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the podcast guy. I'm going to get you a plaque for your desk that says that podcast guy. Yeah. Podcast guy. Um, that's a very loose term, but yeah. Yeah. So no, that was, that was really good. I mean, it was just good to understand you know, how, what role does the consultant play in the modern day facade development? And, and, uh, you know, they just, they have the seesaw, a bunch of different seesaws that they have to balance between ownership and subs and suppliers and technology and supply chain. It's, it's just a good insight into, you know, like you said, not only what they do, but then how, you know, it's best for people to interact with them. For sure. And then you talk a little bit about like technology and trends, and that leads us into, Dr. Chris Shepard with the American Burke Conservancy, uh, another just fantastic guest because of the knowledge that she has on the hottest topic in the entire industry right now, which is bird-friendly glass. And so yeah. we learned a lot from that too. 
talk about, I mean, just a podcast, everyone that we've done has been very, had very, you know, useful information and things you can apply, but this one specifically in terms of product and in terms of um, basically the science that goes behind bird friendly glass, it was really interesting. And I think shed a lot of light on not only what it is, but then how you can either apply it to your building. If you're an architect, if you're an owner, if you're a glazing sub looking for, you know, how do I figure out what's right for the building? Um, just really good information there. Yep. For sure. Uh, next we had Mike Bruskin with Turner. Uh, again, really good insight into what a company like Turner does. Uh, just they're the biggest general contracting firm in the country. And I mean, it was, it was really good to hear the communication that they have back and forth between all of their suppliers, all of their customers, what does the supply chain look like? I mean, yeah. that was a, he's a rock star. So that was an awesome one to have. I need to go back and maybe listen to that one again. Cause even since that podcast supply chain has just become even more of a pressing issue. And I think the way that they have their organization set up where you have a dedicated team working on just supply chain alone is really interesting. And is going to be, you know, more useful for them as, as uh, this crazy 2022 into 2023 uh, commences. Right, because we still haven't quite come back down yet on all this stuff. You just oh, no. keep hearing aluminum's out, metals, yeah. hardware's out, all this stuff. So, yeah, it's still- even Amazon shipping stuff to you in two, three days, you know, instead oh. of two. You know, you never know. What are you paying for Prime for at that point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we had, you know, arguably our most fun episode was with. Oh, don't let those guys get a big head. Well, okay. <laughs> I think we were. I think we were funny on that one. So ah, okay. not them, more us, but Garrett and Seth, Garrett Madol, <laughs> Garrett Henson and Seth Madol from Viracon. Um, that was a really fun one. We, the four of us have a good history together. And then we talked about Viracon and their supply chain. What else did we talk about? I mean, I just, you know, hitting on who Viracon is, I think sometimes we take for granted that everybody must know who Viracon is and what we do. And, and you know, even if you're outside of the glass world and it's like, well, if you're not, a, if you're not from the glass world, you may not really understand who Viracon is. So yeah, it I is, thought it was very interesting. It is funny because Matt Day took your line and put it in a LinkedIn post the other day. I did see something that he had and it was like, we need to promote this glass and glazing industry because too many people think glazing and they think of a donut. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the first one to have made that joke, but you're just the only one dumb enough to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Perma was next. We had uh, Mike Neeling and Steve Abering. What did we learn from those guys? Uh Really cool to just hear from them in terms of their design assist approach and how they're focusing on projects, you know, that come from, they're a little bit more technical, um, not quite as run of the mill, and then trying to integrate themselves, you know, in that design assist, uh, you know, area. Mm -hmm. That was really probably the first conversation we had where we got in depth too about like trying to attract and retain young talented people oh. in the industry. Um so that was, that was good to touch on that too, because I think if anybody's listening out there, like that's also a huge topic of consideration right now across the industry is people are like, Hey, we're seeing a lot of people leave the industry. Not as many people are coming in. How do we promote it? How do we keep them here? How do we let them know that this is a, a fun industry to be in? And that's, 
you and I are both fairly young people in the industry still. And it's like, all right, how do we figure out how to just get that message out that this is fun? I don't know. Where does that line uh, actually, when, when do you become not a young person in the industry? What is that line? And don't We're, offend any listeners. Be careful with your answer. I mean, we're still rookies, I would imagine. Uh, when you're comparing us, like our boss, Bob Carlson, is coming up on his <laughs> Oh, my God. I don't know where he's, he's going. Fire he's yeah. been with Firecon for 40 years. You compare us to him, and it's like, we'll always be the youth of the industry. Yeah. yeah. He is old. <laughs> he is old. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm going to text him right after this. Yeah. <laughs> and say, And say, Mitch said, we are young and you are old. And you are old. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, then we had Dan Keeveny with Gilbane Construction out of Chicago. Dan was also super fun, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Really good to hear from him and understand, you know, how he got into the industry and his kind of view on it and talk about some of those things. Like I said, this kind of leads off of the, the end where we ended with PERMA with the uh, employee retention um, you know, very important to Gilbane and really loyalty within the industry. When people help you out, you know, maintaining that loyalty and, and, and staying with a company, you know, for the long term. Yeah, he, you could tell he gets it. He's one of those guys. And, you know, we don't have to keep harping on like old versus young, but uh, Dan doesn't seem too much older than us. And so it was like, it was cool to see somebody that's a couple of years older than us in the industry that's being successful learning his mindset towards things and being like, all right, how can I apply that to myself so that in a couple of years, you know, how are we viewed on the same level as him? What do we have to do to be viewed that way? So yeah, that was also a great connection to make. Um, and that wraps up, you know, our, our recap of the episodes. We had eight episodes. It was yeah, fun. Just to remind, just to remind, uh, you know, the listeners, our kind of goal with season two here was to branch out, you know, season one was more focused on blazing subcontractors. Season two, we were trying to just hit different areas of that construction uh, chain, so to speak, and, and reach, you know, from owners, architects, consultants, general contractors, and subcontractors, and then, you know, industry specialists as well. So we were just trying to, you know, help educate and also, you know, touch on some of those other portions of that construction uh, chain. Right. Because this is, as much as anything, it's an educational opportunity for you and I too. How do we pick up these skills? And so that's why bringing all these different people in is beneficial. Now, I think looking ahead, like since you brought it up, what do we want season three to look like? You know, that's, that's the question. You know, we, we were having a debate about this. What does season three look like? I'd like to talk to a few more architects. I'd like to know from an architectural stance, you know, how they go about these projects. Sometimes similar to a consultant, you don't always know, you know, we get brought in and design development quite a bit and, and, you know, or headed towards SDs. Um, yeah. Um, you know, what, what goes into it before that? You know, sometimes I forget that, you know, architects have to, you know, make proposals and bid on jobs. They have to, they have to win work just like we have to win work. So I really love to talk to a couple more architects about those uh, kind of concepts. And then, you know, I'd like to put it on any listeners. If you've made it this far, <laughs> if you've made it this far and you are hearing this, we really would like to hear from you. We'd like to hear what you want to know more about what, what, what directions you'd like us to go, whether that's diving into greater detail. Sometimes we hit things pretty, pretty like 30,000 feet and we could dive more into detail or, 
If you're saying, hey, you're diving way too deep into detail, we need you to fly a little higher, we can do that as well. So would like to hear from the listeners as well if you get a chance to shoot us a message um, or, or comment on a LinkedIn post with more of what you'd like to hear, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and if you have any ideas of guests you want to hear, maybe you want to be on it. Uh, maybe you have an idea of like, hey, so-and-so would be awesome to have on. They've got a great story. Uh, if you, I mean, reach out and tell us if you want Matt to not talk as much. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, little things like that. I'll just have to do all of the editing. <laughs> yeah, that's the other goal for season three, figure out uh, how you edit a little bit more. Uh, that was a similar goal to season two, I thought. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Anything, uh, that's why we pay you the big bucks. You're the talent here. You're the nope, exactly on air. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, we had a great season two. We are excited to ramp up for season three. It's going to take us a bit to get there. I think one of the things we learned is you got to have all these episodes pre-recorded. Um, that's one of the goals that we have is to record everything and then launch systematically, you know, every two weeks or so, uh, so that, because otherwise, I mean, we're, we got, we've got other jobs outside of this too. You know, this, <laughs> this doesn't quite pay all of the bills, Yeah. but you know, so we'll be recording and, and reaching out and scheduling stuff here over the next couple of months. And then hopefully this fall, early winter, we'll have episodes to come at everybody, but um, you know, we will still be around. We'll still be on LinkedIn. We'll still be relevant until we get there for sure. All right. Well, with that, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, season two of the Facade Pod, and we look forward to uh, tuning back in for season three. All right, Matthew. Good work on great season. Signing off. 10-4, good buddy. <laughs> <laughs>